the action. You're listening to the celebrity spot with with with. Let me say my, my own name. name. You're gonna listen. What you're doing is talking to all the stars. <laughs> Hold up. Okay, okay fine. fine. Thank, Thank you. The celebrity spot with Lori G. Welcome to the celebrity spot. I'm your host, Lori G. Let's get started with Lori's favorites. Okay. Topic number one. I want to talk about Life Size Two. It's going to air December second, so I'm excited to see all the costumes in the movie. And Life Size Two aired like in the late '90s, early 2000s, and it's changed a lot. Also, I want to talk about that Lindsay Lohan won't appear in this movie. Surely they will mention her. So the newcomer that will replace Lindsay Lohan is Francia Reza from Grownish and Secret Life of American Teenage. I'm also excited to see how Eve will adapt in today's world. I guess we have to wait and see. I'll link up the article that goes with Life Size Two. I hope you guys enjoy that. Okay, second topic. I have some baby news. Hilary Duff recently had her baby girl with Matthew Coma. They named her a unique name. Banks. Violet Blair. This got me thinking about Hilary Duff's earlier days where we met her as Lizzie McGuire. I can't believe it's been 15 years since the movie. I love that movie, but one thing about that movie kind of didn't sit right with me, and that was they kind of killed off her best friend Miranda. I shouldn't say killed off, but like they mentioned her in the beginning of the movie, but never mentioned her again. They said that she went to a family trip somewhere, but if I had my way and had the chance. To continue the Lizzie McGuire story, I would have all the characters back together hanging out. There's a part in the ending of the last Lizzie McGuire movie that she ends up with Gordo, but we don't know what happens after. So do they stay together, or does she like find another guy years later? Does she move to New York and get a fashion scholarship for college? We don't know. But I'm giving you the chance to. Write your own ending of the Lizzie McGuire series. If I had my way, it would be that she would move to New York and Gordo would be with her. But he's trying to figure out what career he's gonna choose, like either film or I think he would be like a good lawyer. He's trying to figure out careers and she's being supportive. But then something happens and they hit like a rough patch in their relationship and they're trying to find their way back. And then there's Like this 15-year reunion of their high school, and everyone is old, married with kids, and they're like not there yet. So they're just trying to figure out if this is long-term or just for the moment. Back to the Lizzie McGuire show, though, that was ahead of its time because it broke the fourth wall, and the fourth wall is basically this term where the actor speaks to the audience through the screen. Now that I think about it, a lot of early. 
2000 shows broke the fourth wall. For example, Malcolm in the Middle and Clarissa Knows All with Melissa Joan Hart. And Malcolm in the Middle had Frankie Muniz. Speaking about Frankie Muniz, little side note, he just got engaged to his long-term girlfriend, Paige Price. So congratulations to them, and I'm excited to see a lot of wedding photos. On to the third topic. I want to continue the last show's topic with Tina Fey and the Mean Girls franchise. Well, the Mean Girls can add to their franchise their own musical now. In New York City, Tina Fey can do anything. And now she can also add to her resume producer of a talk show with Busy Phillips. But back to the musicals. After Mean Girls musical, a lot of other movies have been turning into musicals. For example, Freaky Friday, Pretty Woman, and now Clueless, which we now know who Cher is going to be played by Dove Cameron. We don't know who is going to play Paul Rudd's character, but stay tuned for that. So I'll link all those musicals for you guys so you can watch them and see if you want to see them in real life. Now let's talk about TV shows that I'm obsessed. With. One show that I'm really obsessed with is Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight is basically three couples that are strangers and they meet at the altar. They are married for eight weeks. After the eight weeks, they decide to stay together as a married couple or get a divorce. But there's these experts that help the couples get along with each other and help them navigate married life. But now, Tuesdays at 10 on Lifetime, there's a spin-off show called Married at First Sight Happily Ever After. And it follows three of the five couples that stay together together after the show. One couple is Shanice and Jeff D from Boston. Another couple is Ashley and Anthony from Chicago. The third couple is Danielle and Bobby from Dallas. The one special thing that these these couples have in common, they are all pregnant at the same time in different stages of their pregnancy, and they're all having girls, which I think is pretty cool. And another thing that's pretty cool is the learning experience, and it's very insightful. I recommend it. I'm on the fourth episode now, so... The next episode, Shanice is having her baby. <laughs> and it's like, oh, kind of nerve-wracking, but it's, it's fun. I also want to give you a side note that Married at First Sight has a higher success rate than The Bachelor. I'm not including The Bachelor's other spin-off shows. I'm just including The Bachelor alone. The Bachelor alone has only one bachelor who married the girl who he proposed to. And Married at First Sight have five couples that stay together. So that's pretty high considering. Speaking of The Bachelor though, The Bachelor will come back on January 7th so mark your calendars if you like The Bachelor that they have now which is the ex-football player Colton Underwood. I don't 
know if he's my favorite Bachelor of all time, but I'll see the first episode and figure it out. The next topic I want to talk about is a couple days ago, I saw a few YouTube videos of different comedians that have a disability. One comedian was from the UK, and his name was Simon Mitty from the British version of America's Got Talent. The second comedian was named Josh Blue, and the third comedian was Jack Coral. They're all great, but their style of telling their jokes are different. For example, Simon Mitty has cerebral palsy, but he's mute, and he still can tell a joke while he's mute. So I thought that was very interesting. The second comedian is Josh Blue. He has a disability, and he makes fun of his own disability. I want you guys to see it's very funny. The third comedian is Jack Carl, and he has cerebral palsy also. He literally looks like Harry Potter. Which is so cute. He also makes a joke about that. But the big question is that I want you guys to think about is who has the best comedic timing? I'm going to link all three videos and you guys leave me a comment in the comment section and say, Hey, Josh Blue has the best comedic timing or Jack Quarrel has the comedic timing that you're looking for. I hope you like these videos. I watched all three of them and I couldn't stop laughing. I almost literally fell off my chair. It was really funny. Please check out that. Okay, let me tell you how my Thanksgiving day went. I woke up like at 11. I shopped for the Macy's day.